John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We'll be taking a deep dive into State of Origin this afternoon. I'm going to go through the Savo, uh, my top five things or my top five people, things that I think will decide this game. So stay tuned for that. Coming this afternoon, we'll also have beers and break evens coming your way a little bit earlier than we usually would. But this morning, I've got my things that scare me the most. Now, I had a, I had a DM sent to me this morning, which I thought was a really good one from someone saying, hey... Can you tell us the three things that scare you the most as a New South Welshman? And then tell me, if you were a Queenslander, what would be the three things that you think would scare you the most about this New South Wales Blues side going into Game 1? So, obviously, I can talk very openly and honestly about what scares me as a Queensland, as a New South Wales Blue. Uh, but as far as being Queensland Maroon, I can try and guess. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best from that perspective, what I think it would look like. Uh, but the Queensland Maroons, for me... Very easy what scares me about them. The three came to me very quickly. The first one, it's obviously the 5'8", Cam Munster. When you look through the history of Origin, it has always been dominated dominated by Origin players. And look, I'm not telling you that Munster's in the same class as Wally, Lockie, Freddie, Joey, JT, Cam Smith, all these sort of legends of our game. But for me right now, when I look at the Maroons and I look who represents what they are and I look at... And when I know that the game gets down to the back end and the Maroons need to look to someone to come up with something, I know who they're going to look at, and it's this guy. So without a doubt, Cam Munster, he is the biggest worry that I have. He is the guy that keeps me awake at night. I read a quote from Greg Alexander the other day that he, you know, Cam Munster is the guy that just gives him fits. Cam Munster is the guy that even if we pick players that are better than him, for example... He, he understands origin. He gets it. He's got that larrikin about him. He's got that fuck you about him. But he's also got this unbelievable sense of confidence within himself and his ability to be able to dominate any game of football. The thing about Cam Munster, and this is where he is very Wally Lewis-like, is that you know the normal club game, Saturday Arvo, against the team outside the top eight, Munster will just cruise. You know, you know that he's not going to put in too much effort. You know, I, I, Sorry, I shouldn't say he's not going to put in too much effort, but you know that he's not going to come up with eight big plays in a row, whereas it's finals games, and in particular, it's state of origin. This is where I think Cam Munster plays his best football by far and away. Uh, and he's going to have an... If, if what we're hearing is true, I think he's going to potentially have one of the best edges he's had in a very, very long time on his side. And we'll talk about those guys very soon, but there is no doubt about it whatsoever. Cameron Munster, when I think about what worries me or when I think about us losing, the first thing that comes to mind is Cam Munster, that grin and him him just doing whatever the fuck he wants, which he's done on many occasions in the Origin Arena. The thing that I, I hate about Cam Munster, I love watching him come finals time and everything, but when we get to the Origin Arena... The scariest thing about money, and I've said this so many times about him, is the amount of ways that he can beat you. You know, he's, he's got a brilliant kicking game. He's strong as an ox. He can run over the top of you. He can bump you. He can step you. Very similar to some of the greats of all time, whether it be Freddie, Daly, Lockie, these sort of guys, they can beat you in so many ways. And that's what Cam Munster's got. He's got a very rare mix of all those things. So money, without a doubt, he's the number one thing that scares me as a New South Wales Blue. Number two. It has to be this combination 
of Harry Grant and Ben Hunt. And, you know, I really do think it's what sunk us last year. The the way that these two come on and just the, the skill set that both of them bring. You, you look at Harry Grant. I personally think he's the best nine in rugby league. I think he's a tremendous player. But they've got the luxury of using him for 30 or 40 minutes. Probably less than 40, realistically. I would say Harry Grant gets about 30, 35 minutes. Now, when I look at our team, I, I, I you know, I, I think Appy's not too far off Harry Grant. I, I think he is a very, very similar player. But like Harry Grant, you ideally you don't want to use him for 80 minutes. If you can bring him on to just have impact and just be crafty around the ruck, it is fantastic. And that's what that's what Queensland have got here. They've also got two hookers, Harry Grant and Ben Hunt, that if they need to, that they could chuck them both at 13 and they'd be fine. Probably more so Benny Hunt, but I'm sure Harry Grant would be as well. If you were to say to me, hey, these three hookers that are playing tonight need to play 13, how would you rank them? I would definitely have... Happy Curacao as the third one, yeah, because I reckon these other two could do it in a heartbeat. Uh, and it, ju- it just worries me so much that you've got the best hooker in rugby league coming off the bench to literally cut us up through the middle for 35 minutes when everyone's tired. And then I would argue the other, you know, 60 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it might be, I would argue that Queensland have got the smartest hooker. I genuinely do think that Ben Hunt, he, he I know he's not a hooker, he's a halfback, but the way that he plays the hooker position and the way that he understands the origin arena and the pace it's played at and his kicking game in particular, it is just second to none. Once again, if you said who's got the best kicking game out of those three hookers, I'd probably have Appy third and I would have Ben Hunt one, Harry Grant two. The stuff that Ben Hunt's able to do and the way that he's going to pick his moments to kick early in sets and turn us around when we least expect it, it is going to hurt us all night. If I if I was Billy Slater, I would be running with uh, Benny Hunt for the first 25 minutes. I'd then be putting Harry Grant on for about the first, the, sorry, the last 15 minutes of uh, of the first half and probably the, la- the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half. But then when it comes down to those last 20 minutes, when it's all going to come down to decision-making and when to kick and when to turn the ball over, for me, that's when I want Ben Hunt out there on the field. The beauty of this as well is that Harry Grant, he doesn't have to come on and make 50 tackles. Uh, Appy, on the other hand, he's probably going to have to make 50. I would assume Harry Grant, he'll still have a good crack when he's on defensively, but he'll still have plenty in the tank to tear us to pieces in attack. So that hooking combination, I genuinely think it's one of the best hooking combinations we've ever seen in rugby league uh, to have in two teams. I just think they match each other perfectly. And, you know, there might have been games where, I don't know, like, like a Badiris and Cam Smith, two players that are better, but I personally think that these two are, are two perfectly paired and perfectly matched hookers that you could possibly have. Uh, the, the way that they, uh, I don't know, they're, they're just, I couldn't think of a more perfect combo than to have these two uh, and the way that they play their footy and to have it in sync with Origin. Uh, it's just it's just unbelievable. So that, that really does scare me. That, honestly, when, when I think about that combination and the way that Queensland can use it and what they can get out of that combo, it almost worries me as much as Cam Munster. It's it's terrifying. Number three, if we, if they are going to line up like we're hearing with Fafita on the left edge and Hammer on that edge outside Cam Munster, uh, that's fucking terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. I cannot believe how many people are sleeping on Hammer. Um, and look, I was the first one to sleep on it in 
the offseason, yeah? But, I mean, the evidence is in front of you. The bloke is a tremendous footballer. He's been to the Origin Arena before, and he's done the job. Now, we're not quite sure which edge he's going to line up on. That hasn't been confirmed just yet. But I'll tell you what, if he's on that edge with him and Fafita, with the way that Fafita is able to break tackles and get offloads away, if, he, if he's able to get an offload away and get second phase footy to Cam Munster and he's able to use Hamiso, even if he's just able to get it to Hamiso, I am very, very worried about how we're going to handle that edge. So Fafita, I know he's been out of the Origin Arena for a couple of years, and if you would have said to me at the start of this season, hey, David Fafita is going to be one of the guys you're most scared of come Origin one day. I probably would have laughed at you. But the way that he's turned his game around and the way that he's playing now, it really is incredible. And to have a guy like Hamiso, I mean, if you would have said to me, Hamiso and Fafita are going to really worry your Origin game one, I would have pissed myself laughing going, neither of those two are going to be in this football side. But I, I, I three weeks ago when I picked my team to you guys, said these two have to be in there. And I think it's, it's two very, very good selections by Billy Slater. The sheer speed of Hamiso and the sheer power of Fafita, if they are paired up and they are able to link up, it's going to be very, very hard to handle. Uh, and if Fafita breaks his first contact and he's able to just get the ball to Hamiso, fuck, we're going to have to do very, very well to stop this guy from from crossing the white stripe. So, yeah, those two really worry me. So for me from Queensland, Cam Munster, obviously, the Grant and Hunt combo terrifies me, and for Feeder and Hammer, I think these two, they will probably link up to combine for a try at some point. For New South Wales, now, if I was a Queensland person, if I was a Queensland Maroons fan and I had my second head and I was bumping them together to try and work out what worries me the most about New South Wales, I think the first thing you have to go with is Turbo. Uh, we mentioned during the week on Bloke in a Bar that we don't have a Greg Inglis in our side, but we've probably got the closest thing to a G, to a modern-day GI. And what I mean by that is during that eight, in a straight, eight, eight straight wins, and it would happen quite often, and it's, it's fine because you know, he was in your team, obviously, but it, it would quite often happen. And, and people forget, I think that eight in a row, I think there was one whitewash to Queensland. So you had this unbelievable team, but we always held in the contest to some extent. And so often, not only was it games, but series were broken open just just by Thurston getting the ball, holding it for a split second and ripping it straight to GI and him just absolutely tearing us apart because he was just an absolute juggernaut that could break the biggest players in the game standing opposite him. He could just break them in a heartbeat and it would blow with these games wide open. We have two of those guys, Latrell and Turbo. One of them in Latrell, he is out now. So it sort of comes down to Turbo. And for me, I think this game will go along. I think how the Maroons handle Turbo will, ta- will, will go a long way to winning this game of football. Now, Turbo, you would assume that Freddie, Freddie will let him roam like he has over the last few years, and I really, I really do hope that he does allow him to do that once again. But I think it will come down to just how they defend this guy. I think every time a kick goes up, Turbo... He'll be racing through. We saw him in game one a couple of years ago. I believe it was over there in Perth. Get under a few, scored three tries in that game. I think he's got an incredible record in these alternative strips as well, Turbo. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know how Queensland handle him. I don't know how you stop Turbo. I think he's just one of those guys you just have to white-knuckle it. And I think Turbo is a guy that hasn't dominated in, in, the, fi- in the finals so far in the NRL. Uh, but Origin is where he always stands up. So I think the Maroons, they'll be on high alert how to handle Tommy Turbo. And if the Blues can just get him in half-decent spots with half-decent opportunities on a couple of occasions, he can have a very similar impact to what GI did during that eight in a row and really break this game open. Not saying he's on the same level as GI, but he's one of those guys you can just throw the ball to and something can happen. And 
Queensland have had a number of these guys over the years. I, I think Hodjo was one of these guys. GI was definitely one of these guys. We haven't really had the like outside of these two. We haven't really had a guy like this for a while. I'd probably say you know Mark Gasnier maybe was similar to this. Michael Jennings sort of had this ability in the Origin Arena. But I don't think they were ever at the same level as these two, Latrell Mitchell and Tommy Turbo. Latrell out. A lot of it comes down to Turbo now. All right, number two on my list that would worry me if I was a Queenslander, Nathan Cleary. Hasn't really owned the Origin Cauldron so far. He went to Suncorp a couple of weeks ago and really dished it up to the Brisbane Broncos. He was tremendous in that game. And I do feel like Nathan is not far away from really owning this arena. you got to remember with Nathan, he's 25 years old, which isn't young, but it's also not old. He's in the very sort of midsection. But realistically, he's still on the front nine of his career, if we're honest. And I think he's on the front nine of his origin career as well, which has been pretty successful so far, but he hasn't owned those big moments. He's won a couple of games, but he hasn't owned a series. And I just, I don't think it's too far away. I really don't. I think that there's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be this series. I think this, this series is hard because we've got, you know, one game in Sydney, which is game fucking three, which is a nightmare. But I mean, this is the sort of series that Nathan Cleary could make his own. For that reason, no game in Sydney. We've got to stand and deliver. We've got to go to Adelaide. Then we've got to go to Brisbane. Hopefully, we get to Sydney and we're one all. That would be a tremendous effort. And then I, I would be very, very confident that we managed to bring it home this year. But Nath Cleary, he's a champion player. You might not like him, whatever, and that's completely fine. But you've got to respect him as a footballer. And I think you've got to appreciate the amount of talent, the amount of ticker that this kid has and what he's managed to do. He's dominated the the, the NRL arena. He's dominated grand finals. Clive Churchill medalist. He's done it all. Probably outside of Adalia M, he's come second twice. Uh, so, Nate, it's just waiting for him to dominate the Origin Arena. And if I was a Queenslander, I think on the surface I'd be very confident. But part of, part of inside me is just like, fuck, I know that this kid could become the next big... The, the next best player by a country mile for the next 10 years or so. And if he does start to dominate the Origin Arena, all of a sudden it becomes very, very tricky. It becomes very difficult for the Queensland Maroons. So Nath Cleary and his kicking game, which I'll talk a little bit later today about. I think his kicking game is going to be crucial, as it is always in the Origin Arena. Uh, so Nath Cleary, he would be number two. Number three for me. And this is probably a bit of a different one, to be honest with you. And I, you know what? I've mentioned before that Harry Grant and Ben Hunt, they are one of my bigger worries as a New South Wales fan. I still think as a Queensland fan, Appy is a worry. I still I still have him up and around there. Um, and look, I, I had Appy and Payne Haas here. These were my two guys that as Queensland I was very worried about. And they sort of go hand in hand, to be honest with you. I think that if Payne Haas manages to get his team on top through the middle, which is what Payne Haas does... Uh, for, for a full-time job, uh, I then think that Appy can become very, very dangerous. If Payne Haas can start to get a couple of offloads, along with his mate Tavita Pango Jr., uh, along with Junior Bolo, if these guys can start to get offloads and create, and create second-phase footy around the ruck, Appy Curacao could suddenly become the most dangerous guy on the field. Now, a lot has to go their way. They have to nail their offloads. They have to win the middle, and I completely understand that. But I think it's pretty evident that Freddie has picked a side to try and do that. Has he picked the right side to do that, I, I, I don't know. I'll leave that up to you guys and, and, and we'll let the New South Wales Blues decide that tonight. But as much as I am concerned about Appy playing the 80 minutes, 
there, there is definitely a world where Freddie gets his game plan exactly right. They win the middle. They play second-phase footy. And then all of a sudden, you've got the live wire Api Curacao ducking and weaving, going through the middle, really taking on the Queensland Maroons and giving them a lot of headaches. Uh, I, I don't think in, there is any doubt in my mind whatsoever that Appy is the craftiest nine in rugby league. And if the game is going his way, I think he can definitely dominate this game tonight. And I think that Queenslanders, you would obviously be very, very confident sitting there with Ben Hunt and Harry Grant, as you should be. But I still think there is definitely part of all Queenslanders would be sitting there going, fuck, if their forward pack gets over the top of ours, which I'm not sure if we can because your forward pack is in such good form at the moment. I have a lot of question marks over how our pack is going to compete with yours. But if they do and they get up for it and Payne Haas is the best front row forward on the field and Freddie gets the best out of Tavita Pangai Jr., all of a sudden, Appy's looking very dangerous. As I said, a lot of ifs and buts to follow that, yeah? Plenty that has to go right there for Appy to be this guy. But I definitely do think there is a chance that he can be that guy, and I think Freddie has picked a side to suit that. So hopefully they get their game plan right. Hopefully all the heads are screwed on. They get to their right areas. They And not only are they offloading, but it's effective offloads. It's pur- purposeful offloads that allow us to play good second-phase footy. Guys, those are my stuff that would worry me the most as a New South Wales fan, one, and pretending to be a Queensland fan, two. Let me know, guys. Send me a message on Instagram, whatever it might be. Let me know what your biggest fears are coming into tonight's game, regardless of which team you go for. I'd love to hear your biggest fears. And if there's anyone I've slept on, a combo I've slept on, whatever it might be, it might be the Penrith Panthers combo. It might be the Queenslander bench, which I think is a really good shout. Tino, Cotter, Arrow, lethal stuff there. So plenty more that you could have gone for. Let me know what your selections would be.